What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert, a.k.a. Father of Ash. And today, I'm going to be talking about Vinland Saga, book eight. So let's get to it. What's up, y'all? We are back for some more Villain Saga. <laughs> so, I know this has been a very, very, very long time coming. But, before we get to talking about some Villain Saga, as always, if you are new here, then welcome. If you are a returning listener, or a watcher then welcome back if you are not already make sure you are subscribed both to the podcast feed as well as to the youtube channel and make sure to leave me a like comment let me know what you thought and all that fun stuff so let's go ahead and uh dive into some villain saga so just as a little recap um you know, for, for those of you that might be watching this for the first time. So, my history of Villain Saga, I'm going to make this super brief. <laughs> but, uh, but I knew little to nothing about the series before the anime debuted. Man, what was that? Two years ago now because that was 2019. And then, earlier this year, I decided after I started doing a podcast, started doing the Dad Needs to Talk podcast... I was like, you know what? I want to pick up and check out, you know, this uh this series. And so before you know, starting off or whatever, I previously ended up doing or one of the first va- mangas that I purchased after becoming after starting the podcast or whatever, I purchased the first volume of the of a 20th, 20th century boys perfect edition and then it was villain saga book five because that's pretty much where the uh where the uh picks up after where the anime season one of the anime ended but i ended up getting book five then book six <laughs> then book seven and i read through them all i did a podcast episodes dedicated to all three of them so if you're interested in hearing my thoughts as well as a very, very, very lengthy read through of them, I think they're all knocking on like an hour piece, 40 minutes to an hour piece. <laughs> so yeah, go check those out. Um, I'll have those linked below. And also, um, right before I did this video, I had recorded kind of just like a, like a, a very brief reflection on my thoughts all these months later of these three books and of that arc in general. Before we get ready to head into, you know, the uh, the new one. So, yeah, so go go and check out all that stuff. And, yeah, so let's go ahead and dive right in. So, this book pretty much picks up, and obviously, let me say this up front. <laughs> I'm 
we obviously are going to go into spoilers. That's how I do with these. Um, you know, I guess if, if I had to give like a general spoiler-free thing, hey, I'm excited to be back reading Venom Saga. I wish I didn't wait so long, but hey, life happens. Other things happen, but we back at it. But just saying, hey, it's good to be back in this world, back with these characters, and off onto a whole new adventure. And so, with that adventure, we are kind of have our have our eyes set to the east, to uh, Greece. Is it, is what we end up finding out. That's where the uh, where our journey is going to take us. We find that, of course, like midway through this book. But yeah, and, and, and we get to meet some awesome characters. Uh. Thorfinn has to encounter a very hard truth by the end of the book that I, I definitely gonna get get to. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I, I guess I just want to start off by saying like like this cover is so beautiful with uh if I'm if I, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing her name right but uh, but Gudrid and then this uh I think this bird is called a turn. And so, yeah, just just very beautiful cover. And, yeah, so let's kind of just, like, dive in. Now, I'm going to try not to go, you know, chapter by chapter, page by page, and all that stuff. We'll try to keep this somewhat brief, but, you know, important for any, you know, for the page turning you're going to hear, but you're going to hear some page turning, you know, as is the case of this. But, uh... But, you know, just to kind of set up, you know, this covers chapters 101 to 115. So, yeah, nice, nice, meaty book. But pretty much starting off, we pretty much pick back up with, you know, where the last arc slash last book ended, you know, with Thorfinn, you know, still kind of uh, catching up with his family. And there, uh, as as well as kind of get introduced to to some of the new players in this, um, but we end up having a moment to where, or I guess before I get to the serious thing, I want to start off. <laughs> we start off with a very funny moment where Thorfinn's sister is giving him a haircut, and he gets this freaking whack, cheesy looking bowl cut but <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's just just very funny you know just seeing these two interact and how you know how his sister is telling him they're like hey you're of age you should be uh, you know getting married settling down having kids and then Thorfinn but Thorfinn you know he's like, he's like but I have to go and he ends up that night talking to his family and everybody and basically explaining, you know, it's like that night Thorfinn told his family about the, uh, about the events he had experienced over the last 16 years. And so we get just like various flashes from everything from Thor's death to, you know, his fights with Asgard to, you know, him having to deal with canoes, going into slavery, fighting Thorical, 
and all the other crazy stuff that that's happened in between. But yes, yeah, uh, yeah, from Thor's death to his departure from Cattell's farm, he was brief in detail, speaking only of the most important features. But the hatred, the strife, the death and the destruction, the despair, the regret, the sadness, and the rebirth within his story left all who heard it speechless. And yeah, that it, it, that, that was just like a very powerful way to kind of kick things off you know just you know from from people very close to him as well as even Einar because you know Einar you know he, st- he started learning a little bit about you know Thorfinn when you know when they were uh you know on the farm for for those three and slavery for those three years but he didn't know all this detail or whatever so yeah, from there we kind of pick up with our introduction to Gudrid. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because we start off with a flashback of her as a child when she tried to stow away onto Leif's, uh, Leif's ship. Uh, but, you know, they told her, like, hey, no, you're a girl. Girls can't be sailors. All that stuff. But even, you know, all these many years later to where she's a, she's a young adult... You know, we find her still trying to sneak onto uh, Leaf's ship, and uh, because you know, because she she is to be wed to uh, to uh, to half half Don's son, uh, who is like kind of like like the king or the ruler of this area. Saso, yeah. So she she's trying to hide and stuff, but of course. They catch her because she cannot be sneaky to save her life. You know, they begin arguing again. And she ends up cutting her hair to try to prove a point of like, of like, hey, I am dedicated to doing this. And so, <laughs> so then we have a moment to where she ends up, uh, Slipping on the dock, hitting her head, and as you know, everybody's trying to help her up or whatever. Her husband to be Sigurd walks up and he's like, "Yo, what are y'all doing to my to to Gudrid?" And he just goes on the attack from jump. He just pulls out the uh, the freaking like chain whip thing and just starts just like, "Yo, y'all are filthy kidnappers." He's tearing up the dock with this freaking crazy chain thing and freaking uh what was it uh Thorfinn catches it that's right because like Thorfinn wraps his arm up in like some cloth and he ends up uh catching it (laughs) and uh yeah so so yeah so that's kind of how we get our introduction to to Gudrid and all of her uh, many shenanigans that we will, you know, come to see. But this is where, you know, uh, Sigurd and Thorfinn kind of uh, meet slash kind of like reintroduce um, themselves 
and so yeah so that's kind of kind of like like their their reintroduction and then kind of and then kind of next up we kind of uh have a moment uh to where Thorfinn ends up approaching uh Sigurd not Sigurd Halfdan with with his a uh, proposition of basically like cause, you know they're 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 needing uh funding and stuff in order to make this trip to Vinland. And so he's you know, he tells him like, Hey, I wish to develop the land of Vinland far to the west and I'm looking for someone to lend their wealth to our cause. And so yeah, this is where they kind of begin discussions. And so right before they get ready to go in for the conversations or whatever, uh, we kind of get a look into how Half Don kind of operates and stuff to where he basically he offers people a loan and stuff, whatever for you know that they come to them that come to him in need, and then when they can't pay, then they basically become slaves for him to work off that debt, so to speak. Um, but you know he he ends up asking you know Leif basically like 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 more information about Finland because it's like where is it, what is there for for us there whatever. And so, you know, so Leif is just telling him about how he, he didn't go on it, but he saw it from a distance at one point, some years back when he was traveling and everything and how a pre or like, like, like a previous group that tried to, uh, step foot on, on Vinland apparently got attacked and killed <laughs> in the process. And of course, you know, this is something that you know, Leif didn't tell Thorfinn about. And so, uh, this, 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 this part I really enjoyed because it's, it's where, you know, Halfdan tells everybody else to get out the room so he can't just be just him and Thorfinn talking. And so there's a moment where we see this bird in the cage in the room and Thorfinn's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a, it's a bird called a tern. And so, you know, they're like, okay, so, you know, very weird to see that type of bird in this season. And then Half Don says, I found it recently. It was a stray from the flock. And basically talking about how, you know, how the bird was too weak and that's why it stuck, or whatever. And so Yeah, so basically his son brought it to him. <laughs> uh and he's tells Thorfinn, he's like, Hey, if you want to eat it, it's yours. I don't have any use for it. And Thorfinn's like, you know, can I release it and set it free? And then Half Don's like, It will not last long if you do. Because it's weak and couldn't cross the sea. Release it and it will suffer a miserable freeze, a death of freezing and starvation. And then Thorfinn's like, let's let it choose. Let's let it make its own choice how, how it will live. And the bird, wasting no time, had proper strength and it just flew off. And... <laughs> Half done. So I can see you're your Thor's son indeed. Uh, and he, you know, Thorfinn's like, oh, were you friends with my father? Half done. I was like, no. You know, we didn't see eye to eye, and I don't think you and I, you and me, will see eye to eye either. And so, yeah, so basically, yeah, the conversation just continued for a bit. And then Half done's like, basically, like, like, what do you have to offer me as collateral? 
And so basically Thorfinn's like, I have nothing. And then Halfdan's like, well, your pride, kiss my boot and I'll consider it. And Thorfinn's like, because we know Thorfinn has been through some crazy-ish. So just kissing somebody's boot, Thorfinn's like, yo, hey, that's all I got to do to get some money? Hey, which shoe? Both of them? <laughs> and Halfdan is disgusted as Thorfinn was literally down on his hands and knees about to kiss his boots. And, you know, so yeah, so the deal, deal kind of fell through at the moment, but uh, but yeah, they're, they're going back <laughs> to, to the drawing board on that one for a minute. And then, and then this part is kind of what starts to lead us to our expedition to Greece, because um, Leif comes in and says that Halfdan uh, gave them 24 narwhal horns uh and basically it seems like he he's testing them of like hey you go and sell this and make some money then hey i will fund you know your little project and so while that's going on we start to learn more about uh gudrid and her backstory and stuff and we see the moment of basically like 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 the moment that basically like ins inspired her to want to leave the village and to go and see the world because Leif had just came back from one of his expeditions and he was uh you know he you know he brought all types of trinkets and stuff but uh you know the conversation started basically with her asking like, okay, Leaf, like, like, where are you? Like, where do you come from? And he showed like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm from, you know, this island that's, you know, like a day away, uh, a day by boat. And then she's like, okay, the honey you brought, where did that come from? And this just kind of continues as it's like, okay, the, the honey came from way over here. And this other thing came from this other country, this other thing. And then before you knew it, he had drawn this humongous, fantastical map slash vision of the world that he's traveled. And for a young child like Gudrid to look at that, it's like, wow, that is amazing. There is so much, you know, out there to see. And then we get to the famous part or just like the infamous, you know, where he uh, starts to draw uh, or he's like, no, like way over here. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it was it was a spot like a map he drew. And she was like, what's that way over there? And he's like, that's Vinland. And so she said that whole day I gazed at the world leaf depicted. It set my heart racing. The world is vast as and yet you know we kind of snap back to reality as she is kind of like getting set up to uh to get married and stuff and so while that's going on we kind of go back to the whole leaf them planning out their trip and their expedition with the horns and he mentions that, you know, um, in order for them to go to the place where they can sell this, 
because uh, because it's it's a high commodity in a certain other country. That country is Greece, but but he says that Greece is perhaps even farther in the opposite direction than where Vinland is from from them now. He says we must cross, we must cross the North Sea to the distant east and the Baltic Sea, navigate Russia, and only then can we reach the Greek capital of Milkgard. Even I have never been there. It is a trip to the very edge of the world. And so that is just some very fascinating stuff. And so, you know, Thorfinn's like, hey, yeah, the journey won't be easy, but pretty much everybody is on board to go. As Gudra kind of walks in on them talking, and I guess it's kind of like begins to plant the seed as, you know, Thorfinn's like, let's go, let's go to Greece. And yeah. So that, that was just like very awesome just seeing, you know, the seeds for that getting planted. And they decide like that they're going to be leaving within a couple of days just because of, of how far the journey is. Because I think they end up saying that the journey is like a whole year's uh, journey one direction, if I remember correctly. Um, hold on, let me see. Let me confirm real quick. Well, anywho, not that important. But uh, but basically, then we kind of move on to <laughs> as they're kind of loading up the ship, just preparing to go. Of course, the Gudrid is already trying to stow away and hide on it. And so then basically, she's presented with the test where she's like, hey, test me or whatever. And so Leif has like this like giant bundle of ropes. And he's like, hey, if you can pick this up or whatever, then we'll let you come or whatever. But, like, those ropes are notorious. It's like, like, you know, everybody's like, even the strongest of men is having a tough time. But, anywho, she ends up picking them up. But, you know, Leif still doesn't let her on. And then, basically, they have a moment to where she's like, so, basically, you know, if I was a guy, then I would have passed and I could have got to join the crew. And he's like, yes. So, yeah, so she ends up going back to get ready for, for the wedding. And I think this is where Thorfinn starts to see like the determination in her eyes as he watches her kind of like, you know, walk off as they, you know, she get, goes, gets ready to head back to, uh, to do the wedding. So they end up doing the wedding and then they're basically like, they go through prepare, which <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, like, like looking back at how, you know, things were handled during this time to where like everybody knows like, okay, Hey, on the wedding night, y'all are going to bang and all this stuff. And so, just like 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 both with Venice Saga or just like any series that I've seen that takes place within this time period or whatever, to where they're basically like prepping both sides of like, hey, we want to make sure y'all get some good banging in on your wedding night. To where she they're bathing her, they're telling him like, hey, don't get too drunk because you won't be able to perform, and all this stuff. And so basically, they end up you know in the room together. He begins to start to make his move and she kind of starts to like, starts to just submit to where she's just like, fine, this is the life I'm going to have. But her body subconsciously reacts when he starts to basically like get on top of her just without thinking. She freaking just pulls a knife out, just stabs him right in the leg. They both freak out because like I said, she did it just subconsciously. And, of course, he's freaking out, so he smacks the crap out of her. 
and she takes this moment to try to escape. And so she ends up going, uh, basically heading for uh, Leif's ship. And so that kind of brings us to like to like the end of the first half of the uh, of the volume. As she, yeah, like I said, it's cold. She, you know, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's trying to find her and hunt her down. And so Thorfinn and them come across her hiding in the barrel. And so they're like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be doing the do, doing the thing? It's your wedding night. And so she tells him that, that she stabbed him and so on and so forth. And then basically they begin plotting or this this eventually leads them to uh bringing her on bring her on to to be in the crew um and pardon me y'all for for keep looking down but uh but uh but yeah so they end up doing that and she ends up you know getting the support from uh from i think i think it's Leif's sister who is basically like like the latest kind of like like the caregiver so to speak for for Gudrid. And so she ends up finding her because she she knows she's like okay clearly if Gudra's gonna try to escape or go somewhere she's gonna head for the docks and so yeah so so word gets back to uh to half Don and then he ends up you know uh talking about you know his son's a disgrace and stuff and then his wife ends up telling him basically telling him like hey you know he needs to take basically like basically like, like take women's opinions and stuff seriously uh because yeah he he just belittles women so much and she tells him like you know like what would happen you know using using his chess game as a, as an example what would happen if each and every piece in this game had its own heart and mind perhaps this piece thinks i'm tired of being ordered around i have my own will I would rather leave this board and see the greater world than checkmate. A woman has her own free will. She simply chooses to engage in the man's game most of the time. Do not forget this. And so, uh, yeah. And so that that's where our journey begins on, on the ocean. As, you know, Gudra sees her, you know, first just sunrise on the ship on the beautiful ocean waves and stuff and so while this is going on we kind of cut over to like this uh island that we will eventually get land on that uh that was that was recently attacked by i don't know some pirates or something and during that attack there was a woman that was trying to run away that had a baby and she got shot with arrows in the back. And basically, uh, when Thorfinn and them end up coming across this island, you know, for to, to make a pit stop, uh, what's it called? The uh, the Faro, the Faro Islands, Straymoy. So they come to this island and stuff and... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Leif ends up, you know, of course, Leif knows people everywhere. And so he, you know, has some friends there. So they end up staying with the friends and stuff. And 
Yeah, and so there was a moment where Thorfinn kind of like steps out for the night, just kind of just like reflecting, and you know, Einar comes and talks to him, and you know, he's like, you know, like this voyage has brought me a fresh respect for what Leif is capable of. Denmark, Norway, Faroes, Iceland. He has friends all over the world who welcome him in. And, uh, yeah, it's like even more than that, he is likable. You know, it's not just his skill with the boat that makes him such a veteran traveler, I suppose. And it says it's a tremendous strength. And, yes, and then Thorfinn says, yes, a strength uh, every bit as great as the sword. And it can do things even a sword cannot. And it's like, when I was a boy, there was just one time that I saw my father draw his sword. And it was here in the Faroes. So the story's kind of come full circle all these years later. And so, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I was just remembering how my father, who hated fighting, still kept his sword around just in case. Gotta got stay strapped. He <laughs> never know when you got to use it. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he just says, you know, father understood that he, that, he, uh, he was a man whose presence brought battle. I think that's why he left the mainland and came out here to Iceland to keep himself away. But even farther, but even father wasn't able to cast aside his sword until the very end. And, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so they just continue conversating and stuff. And <laughs> Thorfinn is just kind of, basically they have like a funny moment where Thorfinn is concerned about not hurting other people. And Einar just laughs. He's like, he's like, rather than worrying about your own survival, you're more concerned with whether you can avoid hurting anyone else. <laughs> and so that, that was just, just a very fun, just very awesome moment between the two of them. Uh, and yeah, so they continue on their journey, uh, through the sea. And this is where they come across that small island that was attacked. So they're seeing bodies everywhere. And so Thorfinn chooses to go up on land by himself, you know, to, to go and investigate. And so at this same time, uh, Sigurd and his crew are also in hot pursuit of them. Because obviously they kind of, you know, like, okay, they, he tells us, they're like, hey, we will not come back until we chase down Thorfinn and Leif them and bring Gudrid back. So, yeah, so they, like I said, followed him in their footsteps, went to the same island they just left. And uh, Thorfinn encounters this rabid dog. And so basically what he does is he gets the cloth again, wraps up his arm and lets the dog bite on it. And then just talks to the dog to the dog to calm it down, and then this is where once the dog starts to trust him, the dog takes him to this uh, torn down building, and so Thorfinn gets Einar to help him lift up the up the debris, and there's a underground or there's there's like a uh, a little underground cellar or whatever, and they see a woman in there with a the baby holding a knife. And so once Thorfinn kind of just like reassures her, like, hey, you're okay, you know, you're safe, she lets go. She drops the knife and she hands Thorfinn the baby. 
and just simply says, uh, Carly, K-A-R-L-I, Carly, and she dies. And so now we're on this journey now where we have this brand new baby and a dog along for the adventure. So now the adventure just, just got that much more tougher, that much more perilous, but I freaking love this, this cover for chapter 112, Obligatory Vengeance. Look at how cute and adorable that is. The baby and the puppy together chilling. So, so, so sweet, so adorable. But, uh, but yeah, so thus begins the adventures of Thorfinn and Gudrid and all them trying to figure out like how babies work and all this stuff, like how to change a diaper. They have a funny moment where uh, where they're like, "Well, it needs milk." So, hey, Gudrid, you're a woman, feed the baby. And she's like, "Uh, that only works. You know, you only make milk if you've had a baby. I have had no children, <laughs> so I can't make milk." So, so yeah, so they're having to like improvise. I think like I think like they use like goat's milk or something. There was like some goats nearby, and yeah, it, it is just very funny just watching them just trying to figure out you know, how they're going to navigate these rough seas now with a baby on board. And so they find some uh, some uh, remnants of the lady's family on a nearby island. And they're like, hey, this baby belonged to the lady there. Da, 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 da. Can y'all please take the baby in? And they're like, no. And they basically, basically explain like, 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 the reasoning that led to the to that fight breaking out and they basically like them taking the baby would more or less just bring more trouble so they're like nope not taking the baby and so they're like it's not worth it and so yeah so we just continue on our journey just pushing forward and you know car they you know we we reveal or they reveal that carly the baby is a boy and <laughs> this is just so wild. Okay, so on, on this part, I kind of just want to touch on real quick. So Thorfinn and Carly, kind of, I mean, Thorfinn and uh, Gudra kind of have a, have a talk to where, you know, she's kind of talking about how, how distasteful it was that that family didn't take the baby in. And then Thorfinn is like, like Carly is a boy. You know, Norsemen have an obligation to avenge their slaughtered kin. You cannot dismiss those concerns. When Carly grows up and learns the truth, he will likely seek vengeance against Gilsley's clan. Everyone is afraid of those embers sparking to life. And so she's like, so we'll make sure he doesn't get vengeance. Uh, vengeance, simple. And he's like, if he does not seek vengeance, it is Carly who will be punished. Cowards are shunned, outcasts from society. That's why Norsemen have an obligation. And she, you know, Gudrid isn't fully understanding, but basically he's like, you know, she's like, you know, what's, the, you know, what's the point of your honor if your whole family dies? It makes no sense. Why does that rule even exist? As he's like, because it's not just the honor of the people involved that matter. They're killing for the sake of peace. What happens to the world if murder comes with no consequences? A murderer will always be met with vengeance. 
If that rule is upheld with strict vigilance, everyone thinks twice about killing. Not allowing any exceptions is critical to this. Obligatory vengeance exists for the sake of peace for all. The crueler the outcome, the firmer the lesson. And so, yeah, that was just, just like a very touching moment between the two of them. And then, you know, Thorfinn's just like, yeah, you know, that's what I think about it now as far as like, you know, the whole revenge and stuff. So, yeah, so, so we get to a moment because they've had, they had to slow down a bit because of the baby. Sigurd catches up to them. And this whole next part is just so funny because they get there and they basically tell him like, like, oh, sorry, unfortunately, Gudrid died. She fell off the side and off the boat on the trip or whatever. And at first, Sigurd is like heartbroken. He's torn up, crying. And so, uh, Thorfinn and them try to run off and get onto the boat. And then Sigurd looks up and these freaking fools, uh, Gudrid and the, uh, and the, uh, bug eyes is freaking climbing the side of a cliff. And that just makes Sigurd just furious because he's like, y'all freaking lied to me. And so, yeah, so the chase continues as they move on. And we basically get to what I'm going to say is a hell of a way to kind of like start to, to, to wrap up this volume. Uh, we have a moment to where, you know, Gudrid is, she is just in awe because the island they land on just has so many freaking trees and she's never seen a actual forest like this she's only seen a lot like like tiny itty bitty trees and stuff but we see that there is somebody up on a cliff like lurking and watching them and so later on you know as everybody just kind of hanging out or whatever they begin to tell Gudrid about you know about bears and stuff whatever but oh well hey it's the winter time the bears are asleep, they're hibernating or whatever. We have nothing to worry about. And they end up seeing a freaking bear <laughs> uh, in the distance. And Gudrid is confused because she's only ever seen a white bear. And she's like, uh, it's not white, it's totally black. And at first they're like, oh, maybe, you know, you know, maybe the bear is going to come mess with us or whatever. Is this bear just full charging, barreling down the hill, coming after them? And we had this awesome, badass moment where Thorfinn tells everybody, like, yo, y'all go get on the ship. I'll handle this. So Thorfinn pulls out a dagger and he just roars at the freaking bear. And it causes the bear to you know to legit stop in his tracks for a second. And then they kind of size each other up as, you know, Thorfinn's basically just like, hey, come on, man. Let, let, let's not do this, Mr. Bear. As the bear just rears up and just starts charging at Thorfinn. Thorfinn's dodging. He gets a couple stabs and jabs in or whatever, but of course, nothing brutal. And so these panels are just so freaking awesome of just like Thorfinn tussling with this freaking bear as he does like this like flip out the way as the bear is charging at him. He throws some snow in the bear's eyes, temporarily blinding it, thinking he's got it. And he tries to stab him right in the forehead. And nope too shallow bear skull is too thick with that little blade and the bear just freaking just claws him just across his chest and abdomen and Einar shows up banging the kettle trying to distract the bear and then we see our mysterious hunter lurking in the bushes crossbow 
one shot, one kill. Just, yeah. She, like, like she is like that thing so lined up, it just goes perfectly. Shoot. Takes out the bear, one shot. Then she comes out, uh, well, we find out that this, that this hunter is a, is a she later on. But, uh, but basically, comes out, introduces herself, and, you know, she is a pro at this because in no time she has this bear scanned and everything. And she said that she basically she was hired by by a local family to take down this bear. And it says, you know, because everybody they, they, they were like, you know, do you normally hunt bears? She's like, no. She's like, a neighbor asked me because uh, the neighbor said that there's a bear that doesn't sleep in the winter that is a, that is attacking their livestock. And so, yeah, so she goes, hunts the bear. And, you know, Thorfinn gets bandaged up or whatever. And so, uh, somebody says Thorfinn's name. And the hunter's like, Thorfinn, huh? And she's like, you know, she said, I've never seen a capable person uh, fighting a bear with a single dagger. You have experience in battle. And he's like, yeah, in the past, but I'm just a traveling trader now. And so we reveal her name is Hild. You know, daughter of Harkful, the Calm Ford, or Yord, don't know, Hild. Um, and he says, I'm Thorfinn, son of Thor's. And then she just kind of glares at him. And so we kind of just have a moment where they're all kind of just sitting around. Uh, eating the bear. She's like, hey, y'all can take the bear stuff and sell it or whatever. And so, yeah, they're all sitting around and talking. And, you know, she talks about how, you know, my master told me that evil bears are plagued by evil dreams. That's why they cannot sleep. And, you know, Gudra is looking in awe because she's you no, know, uh, Hild is like, have you never seen a female hunter? And she's like, no. <laughs> You know, back home, there's none. And then and then Hild returns and say, well, I've never seen a female sailor. And so, you know, they're, they're like, you know, like, why did you decide to become a hunter? And then she's like, you know, my family is dead. I have no property. And there's my face because she has like this scar over her eye. And so, yeah, so she basically learned to hunt. And then she, this is where we get the reveal of eight years ago, my father, mother, and sister were killed. A band of warriors attacked the calm ford south of Bergen. They were less interested in plunder than the slaughter of the Harkfeld chieftain of the area. The enemy's leader the enemy leader's name was Asclad. My father and I escaped into the woods, but a young warrior spotted us and slashed my father's throat. He was about 14 or 15, wielding a dagger a dagger in either hand. I vividly remember one of his companions calling his name Thorfinn. <laughs> and talk about a shock for the ages. Look at that face of concern. Thorfinn is shitting his pants right now. <laughs> and she's like, do you remember now? So it was you who killed my father. 
And Thorfinn's like, she's right. The man who killed your father was me. As everybody's sitting around in shock at this revelation. And he's like, I remember now. I remember who you are. You were the girl who fell into the swamp. And she's like, I intended to merely observe your reaction. I did not expect you to surrender. Lord, I thank you for guiding me to this blessed day as she begins to pray. And they have a moment where they pause sitting there. And she just stands up and pulls the crossbow on him. And that's how the freaking chapter ends up. Thorfinn gets a damn crossbow pulled on him. So, man, I am beyond excited <laughs> to dive into the next freaking book. Because just so much going on. Just the fact of like, you know, from Thor from starting off with Thorfinn telling everybody, like his family and stuff about his past, to meeting Gudrid and set and now the and then the journey getting their eyes set on going to Greece which I did not expect and then Gudrid stabbing her her husband to be or her husband now making escape they're being chased around the world or on their journey by Sigurd and his crew they freaking pick up a damn baby and a dog along the way and now they end up with a moment where Thorfinn's past freaking eight years later has circled around and is catching up with him. So that is a that that is a hell of a arc <laughs> that happened across this freaking book. But uh but yeah, I, I am just uh I am just so happy to be back reading this series uh i'm gonna see if was there any notable notes that he puts at the end of this so i'm just checking real quick uh yeah not nothing too much just talking about you know his research on bears and stuff but um but yeah fantastic book great read um, I, I hope y'all enjoyed this uh, this uh, read through slash you know just like I said just reflection on this book. I I really enjoyed doing this, um, and and I hope those of y'all that are listening enjoy it too, because like I said, it, it's just like really cool, just like getting to reading myself and kind of just like recapping and going back through it again with everybody out there that is listening, watching all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just wrap this wrap this bad boy up um, and get out of here. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, episode slash video. Uh, like I said, I hope you all enjoyed. As always, make sure you are subscribed to both the podcast feed as well as the YouTube channel. And like I said, if somehow you happen to stumble across this <laughs> and you haven't listened to um, the previous ones, hey, like I said, I'll do my best to have all that stuff uh, linked down in the comments. But uh, yeah, let me know what y'all thought of this. Let me know what y'all thought of this book specifically. And please, no spoilers beyond this book. 
um, just so that I can continue to enjoy this adventure. But um, yeah, we got a baby on board. We got a crossbow in the face, pointed in our face, and some literal troubled waters ahead of us. <laughs> so yeah, y'all be easy. Y'all have an awesome day, and I'll catch y'all in the next one. <laughs> Bye and peace.